One Thing. Welcome to the One Thing Podcast. On this platform, we ask pain researchers one simple question. What's the one thing you want people challenged by pain to know about? Today's episode features Assistant Professor Anne Mielders from Maastricht University. One Thing. Okay, and so what's the one thing you want people challenged by pain to know about? Hi, uh, so David, first of all, thank you very much for uh, this uh, initiative. I think it's, it's a great thing to do, and I'm very happy that you invited me to be part of it. Uh, and uh, if you ask me uh, what I want to tell people who are suffering uh, from chronic pain, I think uh, the one thing that I want to, to tell them would be face your fears. So, of course, we know that fear of pain, uh, fear of re-injury, fear of movement and uh, the associated avoidance behavior, that they are uh, important key contributors to uh, the development and the maintenance of chronic pain. But we also know uh, that these protective behaviors, although they are important in the beginning um, to promote healing, uh, tissue healing, and also to promote recovery, that they may paradoxically actually lead to worsen the situation. So um, if you are afraid of moving, of course, you avoid it and you do this to reduce the fear you feel. Uh, but we have shown now in, some, uh, in a series of uh, experimental research that this may actually worsen uh, the situation, that actually it main- maintains your fear, it may even worsen your fear, and it also maintains the, the threat beliefs or the harm beliefs you have. And there are several mechanisms that may be involved in this. Uh, one thing is uh, ex consequentia reasoning. That means that you can actually use your own behavior to infer threats. So uh, the reasoning that you then have is, uh, well, I'm avoiding this m- movement, so it must be painful yeah? or it must be harmful for me. So, and this may actually maintain uh, the beliefs you have. The second thing is that uh, f- uh, the avoidance behavior may also generalize to novel situations which are, which are actually not uh, threatening uh, for, uh, for, for you or may not cause harm. So, and of course, to a certain degree, this uh, uh, generalization is, is, is of course adaptive because if you have hurt your back when you lift up a very heavy object, it's of course uh, reasonable that you also are careful when you lift up other heavy uh, objects. But if you start uh, generalizing this behavior to very safe movements, uh, this may actually become problematic. For example, if you're also afraid to pick up your, uh, uh, your paper in front of your doorstep, uh, this possibly may lead to um, yeah, increase this uh, fear and maintain this fear. And this may actually become maladaptive. It reduces your activity level and this may uh, lead to disability. So basically what I'm trying to say is that I think that uh, learning about harm is uh, important, but learning about safety is as important. And what we have shown in our research is that people who suffer from uh, chronic pain, that they actually show impaired uh, uh, safety learning so that they are worse in picking up which uh, activities or movements are actually safe. And this then can lead to uh, overgeneralization, uh, like I just described, and this may be a maintaining factor in disability. And then the last tricky part about avoidance is that it's also self-sustaining. Of course, eh, if we avoid, we will never be able to disconfirm whether this was now necessary or not. So if you have avoided the movement and nothing bad happens, well, Yeah, you think that it was necessary, but you will never be able to find that out. So safety is attributed to that avoidance behavior. And this, again, may paradoxically uh, continue this vicious cycle of fear and avoidance. 
So to wrap it up, I think if I would have to give one message to uh, people with chronic pain, I would say face, face your fears and um, know that fear can lead to discomfort. It may not be in a nice situation to be in, but it does not lead to disability. Uh, in order to become disabled, you also need to avoid the things that you're afraid of, and that needs to generalize to a lot of a, a very broad uh, range of situations. So challenge your thoughts, uh, challenge what you think that might worsen your uh, pain or that might, what might lead to harm, because violation of uh, harm expectancy and also breaking this cycle of avoidance behavior may be uh, the key to recovery. Yeah, that's really great. It yeah, sounds like so much of this is learned. Um, mm -hmm. It seems to be easy to get caught into this um, fear avoidance learned behavior, but how, but can we use learning to undo it? I guess. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a very good question. Um, so first of all, indeed, learning can occur very, very quickly. And um, the, the sad part is that there's actually a dissociation. So you could say to acquire this fear, huh, uh, it, could all, it all, could already occur after one trial learning. If it's a very intense uh, situation, if your uh, painful episode is, or your injury is very traumatic, it might occur at, at one trial learning. And the dissociation uh, occurs when you will look at whether you want when when you want to unlearn uh, fear, because it seems that um, these initial associations occur very quickly, but to unlearn it, it's very difficult. And also, I I don't really like the term unlearning because at this point, I think uh, the current learning theory would say that you never unlearn something; you can only learn that there is an exception to the rule, and you would need a lot of um, experiences with the exception to the rule to actually start uh, behaving in that way. Uh, and that, of course, makes sense because if something uh, is potentially dangerous, you want to be careful and it takes longer to learn that something is safe. Uh, so like what I just said before, and unlearning something in the current learning theory would rather be learning that something is safe again, right? Um, so it means that you would learn a new um, memory or a new association between uh, a certain movement and safety and uh, the context or uh, how many times you have experienced that this is actually holding that will then um, yeah eventually hopefully lead to the fact that you can uh, that you start to behave in that way and this has been used uh, before already in clinical practice because uh, extinction learning huh, this is what we call unlearning of fear um, this is basically the, the, the basis of, uh, of, uh, of exposure therapy. So this is also what we have been trying to do in, in the clinic with patients. Uh, it's uh, facing their fears, like I just said. So the, the movements that they are afraid of, we let them in little behavioral experiments, we let them actually um, conduct or, or perform the movements uh, that they're afraid of. And we try to actually show them or disconfirm uh, the harm beliefs they had. So if they think that something in their back will snap when they lift something heavy up, we say, well, we think it will not, so go ahead and try it. And as if they get a lot of disconfirmation uh, of these, um, of, of these uh, uh, threat beliefs, then uh, hopefully they will be able to overcome those. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. And Julie, yeah. nice talking to you. It was brilliant. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, enjoy your evening. Thank you. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thing. For more information about One Thing, all of the video and podcast content, or to nominate a speaker for next season, check out onething.pantsai.org. That's one thing, 
www.painsci.org or search One Thing on social media platforms.